0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3554, Friday, the 11th of March, 2022. The show is entitled Format, Copy, Discopy, Copy and is part of the series DOS. It is hosted by Auka and is about 20 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is: We continue our look at the old warhorse DOS. This time it is Format and Copy commands.
1: welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode in our series on DOS, that old warhorse operating system from way, way back in the day. And what we're going to do today, we're going to look at some related uh, issues around format, copy, disk copy, and x copy. Uh, Those are four important commands. um, And you kind of need to master them if you're going to be proficient at DOS. Now the starting point has to be commands that are probably used most, which is to prepare a disk and copy files. Uh, Please note that in this discussion we will not cover every possible use of these commands or every possible switch or argument pertaining to them. For a complete look at these commands, you should look them up in the DOS help system. But this is a good overview for you. Now format formatting a disk prepares it to receive data. An unformatted disk cannot be used until it has been formatted. Now, Part of this formatting process is installing a file system. Uh, And guess what? After this, we're going to look at file systems. But anyway, for DOS disks, the file system uh, for a floppy disk is FAT12. Now, Disks come in various sizes and densities. Uh, The original IBM PC used five and a quarter inch floppy disks that were really floppy. You could bend them. No, they probably would not work afterwards. Um, Prior to that, if you really go back, you'll find they had eight inch disks. Now, the first DOS uh disks with the 5 and a quarter inch could be formatted to hold 160K, that's 160 kilobytes, of data on one side of the disk. Then the scientists got really busy and figured out how to create something called double density, so you could write to both sides of the disk. And that allowed them to bump it up to about 360K. And the final refinement of the five and a quarter inch disk, which was called high density, pushed this all the way to a whopping 1.2 megabytes. Now this was the final appearance of the five and a quarter inch disk, though since a smaller type of floppy had appeared, um, and that was the three and a half inch disk that quickly took over. Now three and a half inch disks are encased in a hard plastic shell which uh, occasionally confuses people who wonder about the floppy part of the name. But inside this plastic shell, there is a thin and very floppy Mylar disk. The equivalent double density and high density values for this are 720K and 1.44 megabytes, respectively, for these disks. Now, if you want more detail on floppy disk sizes and structures, I've put a link to a Wikipedia article in the show notes. Um, By the way, for trivia buffs, Toshiba introduced a 2.88 megabyte floppy drive, um, doubling the capacity in the late 1980s, but it never caught on. Uh, And I I think it's because, uh, you know, hard disks were becoming more common and there were better ways of doing things. Now, unless you have a real antique, um, you will only encounter, and these days, you don't encounter them much either, uh, but you'd only encounter three and a half inch disks in either the double density or high density variety. I think by now, if you found any at all, they'd probably be high density looking at the disk from the top you will see a small rectangular cutout on high density disks that is not there on double density disks now back in the day uh, people made punches that would cut out that little rectangular hole and kind of force uh, a double density disk to format as high density this was a very risky procedure because the Double-density disks were not engineered to handle that, and floppy disks in general were already fairly unreliable. Um, And when you can get brand-new high-density disks in those days, you know, I could pick them up for 50 cents a piece, American. uh, You know, why would you do a thing like that? So Now, the format command is what you use to have the drive be formatted. Uh, And so, what are the arguments? Well, the drive that you want to format. And there are also switches. Now, note that you cannot format a hard drive if you have booted into it. So, if you wanted to format a hard drive, and it was a single hard drive in the computer, what you'd have to do first is boot from a floppy disk and it would have to have the format command on it. And then booting with the floppy disk, you could use the format command to format the hard drive. Now, the thing that you always had to remember with this um, still is true, is that formatting destroys all the files on the drive. So you should only use this command if you're absolutely certain you know what you're doing and do not need anything stored on that drive. So, let's say you had a computer, you wanted to format a floppy. Well, at the uh, command prompt, you would uh, use the command format space A colon, assuming your floppy disk is in the A drive. Um, Now, you could format it to a certain size with the slash capital F switch. So, at the command prompt, you could say format space A colon space slash F colon 720, as an example. And this would format the floppy disk in the A drive as a double density 720K disk, even if it is a high density disk capable of being formatted for 1.44 megabytes. You might think, well, why on earth would anyone ever want to do that? Well, this can be handy if you want to make a backup copy of a double-density disk using disk copy, but you only have high-density blank disks available. Now, as as I said previously, uh, going to a lower density is probably fine. Going to a higher density than the disk was engineered for is extremely problematic. Now, you can also use the format command to create a boot disk, and that's with a switch, the slash s switch. So you would put your floppy disk in the drive. Again, I'm going to assume it's the a drive. And at the command prompt, you would type in format space, a colon, space, slash s. Uh, And the, the, the slash s says make this a system disk. Now we already talked about that in a previous tutorial about how you know certain files have to go in exactly the right place and all of that so this will make sure all of that stuff happens uh, you can go back and review that earlier tutorial if you're not sure about that now what about formatting a hard drive uh, remember I said you, you cannot format the drive you booted so what you would have to do is you'd have to first of all have um, a floppy disk available that is a system disk that you can boot from, and it have to have the format command on it. Now, format is an external command. So that means creating a system disk by itself does not mean you're going to have the format command available. You actually have to copy it on there uh, in order to make sure that you have it available. So that's what you have to do with all external commands. Remember, the internal ones are part of command com, So when you create a system disk, they're already available to you. Um, Sort of like the shell commands in uh, Unix. So, let's say you have this floppy disk. Uh, I'll assume that it's in the A drive at the command prompt. Uh, You want to type in format space C colon. Assuming, in this case, that it's the C drive that you want to format. And this will format the C drive. Now, if you want to make this a bootable C drive, you know, I want to boot from it from now on, you probably can guess it's that slash s switch again. So at the command prompt, you would type in format space C colon space slash s. And this will format the C drive and copy system files to it. Um, Now, if you're installing DOS, you might as well just let the installation program handle the formatting as well. So if you had uh, an installation disk for DOS, just put that in the A drive and let it do its thing. Uh, Copy. Now, the copy command will, as the name implies, copy files from one place to another. Easy peasy. Uh, Arguments are the file to be copied, and the file and path it will be copied to. Now, there are some switches. You could include a slash Y switch, and that is basically saying automatically answer yes um, every time a file is going to be overwritten. Normally, uh, the program will stop at that point and say, hey, you're overwriting a file. Do you really want to do this? Type yes if you're sure. Uh, The switch slash y says, I just answer yes all the time. Don't worry about it. There is an opposite one, slash dash y or minus y, and that will do the opposite. It will require a prompt anytime a file is being overwritten. And finally, there's a slash V to verify the contents of the copy. So, at the command prompt, you could copy, like, type the command, c-o-p-y space myfile.txt space to, you know, space is uh, a colon backslash myfile.txt. And this will copy the file myfile.txt from the working directory, wherever you are, to the root directory of the floppy disk in the A drive. It would be the root directory because you didn't specify any other directory. Um, Now, let's say you want to put it in a specific place, and we're going to eventually get around to why that's a good idea, probably, in the next tutorial. So, let's say copy, space, myfile.txt, space, uh, c colon backslash docs backslash my file dot text space slash v. And this will copy it to the docs directory on the C drive, and it will verify the contents. Now, you can also use the copy command to combine and append files. So at the command prompt you could do something like copy space my file one plus sign my file two space myfile 3txt and this will combine the two files myfile onetxt and my file 2.txt, and place them in a new file called my file 3.txt. Now, next command, disk copy. This command is used to make an exact copy of a diskette. It cannot be used to clone a hard drive, however. So it's a diskette command, not a hard drive command. Arguments are the disk drives being used. Switches include the slash V to verify the contents of the copy. Now, this command was most often used to make backup copies of software on diskettes back in the days when software actually came on diskettes. But it can be used to make duplicates of other disks as well. So, the command would just be disk copy, D-I-S-K-C-O-P-Y, space, A colon, space, B colon. Now, this would copy the contents of the diskette in the A drive to the diskette in the B drive. Now, if the diskette in the B drive had any data on it, that data is erased in the copying process. You're making a literal copy of that the disk in the A drive. If the diskette in the A drive was a bootable diskette with system files, the diskette in the B drive will also be bootable with system files. Now... If no second drive is specified, the same drive will be used for both disks, and you'll be prompted to switch diskettes Now, you know my first computer had two floppy disk drives; they were the five and a quarter inch version, but still <coughs> but uh there was a point where you had computers that and it partly is because Uh, As hard drives started to become a little more common, putting two floppy drives in a computer was seen as wasteful, so they only put in one. Well, how do you copy something? Well, in this case, what you do, you put the source diskette in the drive first, issue the disk copy command, and all of the disk's contents will be copied into memory. You will then be prompted to insert the target diskette in the same drive, and the contents held in memory will be copied to it. So, for instance, disk copy, space, A colon, space, slash, V. And this would use the A drive for both the source and the target disk hat, and would verify the contents of the target disk after the copying. Now, X copy... This is another useful one, and it's designed to copy entire directories, along with all of their subdirectories and all of the files contained in those subdirectories. Arguments are the files and path to be copied, and the place to copy them to. Switches include slash A. Slash A copies only files that have been set as archive files. That's covered in the attrib command so it's an attribute that files have, the copied files will still be marked as archive files in both the source and destination. Another switch is slash d for date. Copies only those files in the source directory that have been changed on or later than the specified date. Now, when you're looking at these, you're going to start seeing xCopy was very useful for doing backups. Um, And that was one of the things that was very often used for back in the day. Another switch for the disk copy, slash s. copies all files in the current directory and in any subdirectory within it. Slash e, Uh, which must be used with the slash s. The slash e says copy subdirectories even if they're empty. And then slash v, as usual, verifies that the copies have been made. Now, this is a very powerful command and very useful, um, particularly, as I said, for backing up purposes. Um, and you could even use it to back up an entire hard drive. It might take a while, but you could do it. Uh, you can use the archive attribute to specify which files will or will not be filed based on file type, Or you can use the file date to only copy files that have been altered after a certain date, for instance, since your last backup. Um, XCopy is also useful in copying all of the files from one floppy disk to another in cases where the disk copy command cannot be used, such as when the disks are different types or different sizes. But note that in this case, if the source diskette is bootable, the target diskette will not be. Only disk copy can pull that one off. Um, so, an example, x copy, space, c colon, backslash, docs, space, d colon, backslash, backup, backslash, docs, backslash, space slash s now this will copy the entire contents of the directory c colon backslash docs including all subdirectories and their contents except for any empty subdirectories because we didn't use the slash e switch and place them on drive d in the directory d colon backslash backup backslash docs backslash now if you wanted to copy the empty subdirectories as well the command becomes xcopy space c colon backslash docs space d colon backslash backup backslash docs backslash space slash s space slash e. And with that, this is a hookah for Hacker Public Radio signing off, and as always, encouraging you to support free software. Bye bye. <music>